0: Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Dodder. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Stevie Pennypacker. Hello. It's so good to be here. Great to have you here. I love your last name. (laughs) It's comical. It's fun. It's great. Um, Stevie, we've briefly met before, but I, I've i never heard your story that I can recall. I don't think I have. Yeah. So would you share just a little bit about how you came to know the Lord and then fast forward what's going on in your life today?
1: I would love to. Um, so really what I would say is the Lord was super kind to allow me to grow up in a Christ following home. So I've not known many days apart from his grace, um, but he knows I've needed it. And so <laughs> it doesn't mean that I have, you know, followed the straight and narrow by any means and... Um, and really, I'm so grateful for just the ways that um, as I've tried to find my identity in other things and my even in my good deeds and my self-righteousness um just being the prideful Sunday school girl, grew up Baptist, so I knew all the rules. <laughs> sure. Uh, even my appearance um, through an eating disorder, just an idol of thinness um, in boys, even in things like academic achievement that are really good by the world standards. Mm-hmm. All of those things, when I made them about myself, when I made them about the pursuit of my own glory and um, the fleshly appetite that we all have, it just left me really empty. And so... I would say that a big theme as I look back on my life today um, is just that at one point or another, all of those things have been stripped away from me. And the Lord's just been kind of just gently say, am I enough for you? Um, And with that, just remind me that life's not about those things. Um, It's not even really about me, which is really funny because as I was kind of summing up everything, I was like, wow, this goes with the theme of Mm. today's passage in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. Let's, I mean, I think that's a great natural transition, jumping to 1 Kings 10 but before we get to that tidier testimony, would you set up just a little bit of the context of this chapter?
1: Yes. Okay. So when I first started studying this, um, really wasn't a passage I spent a lot of time on. Really, the thing that stuck out was the Queen of Sheba. And I feel like growing up, I would just hear like, who do you think you are, the Queen of Sheba? <laughs> right. so, so this lady was probably, you know, pretty great in her own regard. Sure. Um, <laughs> but really, chapter 10 starts with, It's kind of the, I would say, a little bit of the rocky scene um, of Solomon's life, Mm. even though, I mean, he's already done a lot of amazing things. He's built this huge temple for the Lord's glory to dwell in among the Israelites. Um, He's built a huge palace for himself. And I mean, that's, it's amazing. Um, And, you know, you've kind of gone through all that. welcome to
0: his crib. Yeah, (laughs)
1: like the original. And so at this point, she's like, okay, who is this guy? I've heard all these stories and I'm going to go see for myself. And so... Um, I think as, you know, she's kind of taking it all in and she's asking all these questions and getting these amazing answers from him and his wisdom— what really stands out to me, um, the verse that talks about um, her response to all of this, and she says, Praise be to the Lord your God, mm. who has delighted in you and placed you on the throne of Israel. Because of the Lord's eternal love for Israel, he has made you king to maintain justice and righteousness. And that's amazing to me. And I don't, you know, I don't know the ins and outs of their conversation, but just the fact that she saw all of this and gave glory to God and said, this is God's love for the for the Israelites personified um, was just a was overwhelming to me of going. Wow, she wasn't looking at Solomon going, "You are amazing. Look at all the yeah. stuff you have." Like she was going, "God is great, and God's given you so much to steward." And so um, that was really the thing that kind of I would say stood out um, just overall in this passage.
0: Sure. So take me, Stevie, take me one level deeper in your own life. This principle that it's not about us. It's it's God's glory. It's not our achievements or our accomplishments or how we look, or how our houses look. Mm -hmm. How do those principles play out in your own life? I've never had anything
1: as cool as Solomon, by any (laughs) means, and so it's almost comical to look at this and then to think about the things that I've found my own worth in, and my own status in, and whatever, and think, wow, this is like such rubbish, you know? But with with just seeing this going, okay, the Lord doesn't give us anything and doesn't put us anywhere that's not that's to be used for our own glory. It's all to be used for his own glory. And so where this plays out in my life is just to remind remind myself continually that anything that I have is to be used for God's glory. So that really Mm. just I mean, is so it kind of rocks you a little bit when you think about how am I spending my time the talents that I've been given, like, you know, everyone loves to be patted on the back. And, you know, even if it's things that we're doing for the Lord, like there's, there's that sinful part of us Mm -hmm. that really loves that, like, wow, you're, you're killing it, you know? And it's just like, gosh, Lord, would that be so far
0: from us? I think that's really interesting, Stevie, because Solomon, as we'll see in chapter 11, uh, is going to start to rapidly decline. Like his, <laughs> his sin is going to start to become very, very apparent. But even at the end of this chapter, we get a little glimpse of that same sin that lives in you and I, lives in Solomon, because in verse 26, we see that he accumulated chariots and horses. Yes. And back in Deuteronomy Deuteronomy 17:16 we read moreover he meaning the king mm-hmm. must not accumulate horses for himself or allow the people to return to Egypt. The point being God had forbidden Israel's kings from multiplying their chariots which was the most effective and dreaded military practice during this time. Mm. But the point was that his people wouldn't rely on their chariots or their horses but mm-hmm. that they would rely on the God of hosts. Yeah. In Psalm 20, right? Yeah, there you go. And right here, it's so subtle because we see this list of the lumber and all these things he had and chariots and horses seem like just like anything else Mm in the list, but they're not. It's a glimpse into Solomon sin.
1: Yes, I'm so glad you brought that up because that was something in my studying of this that, that came up as just like the first little inkling because you kind of see, I mean, he's already got all the gold and silver he could ever imagine. Sure. Not even silver because that was not good enough for him. <laughs> uh, but he's, you know, he starts to get these horses and it's so, it seems so minuscule. The peacocks. Yeah, the peacocks. But yes, God was so clear because God knew already that he was going to fall into this temptation. God knew from the beginning of time. And so in Deuteronomy says, you know, if you guys get a king, which he you knew they would, you know, you need to abide by these rules. And it may seem like, eh, you know, what, what's the big deal? Like, what's the big deal with mm-hmm. the horses? And They're the best horses or whatever. But God was really specific, and he also— conditionally give Solomon this promise when he is responding to the dedication that Solomon gives to the temple. He says, you know, if you obey my commands and if you, you know, keep my decrees, then I will continue to bless your reign. But Mm -hmm. Solomon starts to slip a little bit. But I think it's interesting when you compare David and Solomon, because as I've kind of been, you know, we've been going through David as a church, the life of David. And so I'm going, okay, David made a lot of the same sins. He made a lot of the mm. same mistakes. You know, he had multiple women. It's, it's clear. It's there. You know, Solomon in the next chapter, spoiler alert, we'll get into the <laughs> same thing. And it's like, man, what's the difference? Because God clearly holds David in such mm. higher esteem um, and, and blesses him and even blesses the future generations of David. Um, and then it kind of ends with Solomon. And I think it's really interesting because you see differentiation in the heart, really. Mm. And and I think that's what it comes down to, too, is the other takeaway from this is it's not just about what, you know, your actions and how you maybe give lip service to the Lord, but it's about where your heart is at
0: the end of the day that makes such a difference to God. Totally. Stevie, how would you, as we wrap up, we've got about a minute and a half. Do you have any final thoughts? And then second question, how would you challenge listeners to live differently because of what we read in this passage?
1: Okay, so I think my big challenge... Um, I'll, I'll say a sentence first and then a challenge. My first sentence would be kind of like I said before, God doesn't give you anything or put you anywhere that's not for His glory. So mm-hmm. I think just take inventory of what you have and how you're using it and think about, okay, are all of these things somehow pointing back to God uh, because that is His desire? And um, if there's anything that you feel like, you know, maybe that's something that's self-serving, that's serving my ego or serving my pride, uh, maybe it's, it's time to think about how to reorient that or how to submit that over to the Lord. So that would be the challenge um, and the takeaway from this, lest it become a stumbling block as we Mm -hmm.
0: see (laughs) it does. It's so good, Stevie, I think about um, today The day this episode airs, a new episode of Join the Journey Junior is releasing, talking about God's glory specifically. Mm -hmm. And you said something to the effect of God doesn't give you anything or put you anywhere without his glory in mind, or if not for the sake of his glory, maybe Mm -hmm. is how you said it. Yeah. I think that's a great place to end, whether you're listening to this and you're 16 or you're 86. We all need that reminder. Amen. So Stevie, thank you for being here. Thanks, Emma. You're so welcome. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.